0: All right. What's up to all the cinephiles out there? Welcome to another episode of the Marquee Spotlight coming from the unfortunately sunny Portland, Oregon. (laughs) I am your host, Spencer Bailey, and I'm here with my co host as usual. She never looks back at explosions as she walks away from them, Chelsea Burnett.
1: Oh, I wish I was that cool. Hey, you, are that cool.
0: you are that cool, Chelsea. That leads us to what the spotlight topic of today is. We're going to be doing a rundown of the top 10 action films that spanned 1990 to 1995. And to help us do this, we have a guest today. This is someone that I can only hope to be as much of an action movie aficionado as him. He has two things in common with Van Dam. He used to fight competitively, and he does the splits 18 times a day. James Dowden, welcome.
2: Welcome. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for welcoming me to my own show. I really appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, it's hot as hell. Yeah, it's it's hell.
1: I think, you know, no better time to talk about action movies when it feels this hot outside, right? I (laughs) I love it. I (laughs) love it, It makes me think of like going to the movies, like summer movies, like the big summer action movies. Yeah, there you go. Chelsea. It all comes around.
0: You're amazing. What a great segue. Can't wait to get into this. We've been circling this for a while. We've been prepping for it. So many rewatching movies, movies we've never seen before. Uh, this is going to be so much fun. I'm really excited. But first, we're going to do some news, as usual. Probably no surprise. First story we're going to cover is Netflix just inked a big deal with Spielberg. This is really fascinating because he's been very critical of streaming services. Uh, and even one point saying... Uh, those movies deserve an Emmy, not an Oscar.
1: What a burn. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Well, it seems interesting because, you know, tied to his studio, Amblin Entertainment, what movies are gonna come on Netflix and what are gonna be straight to theaters through Universal? Because everything in Amblin goes through Universal. Well, apparently that's up to Amblin. So if he puts out a real hot movie that he thinks is gonna make a lot of money, he may not even put it on Netflix. So it'd be interesting how this plays out. Mm. It would also be interesting to see, are we going to get access to the Spielberg pantheon of movies through Netflix?
1: I think it's very interesting to hear you say that it's up to Amblin uh, to decide if a movie is going to go straight to theaters or only theaters and not do a duo Netflix theater combination. I think it would would not look so good. I mean, Steven Spielberg would look like kind of a hypocrite if he... uh, I don't know. After talking so much smack on Netflix, uh, doesn't release like all of these films in theaters because money talks. But money does talk. Yeah,
0: absolutely, absolutely. It'll be curious to see because there's not even like a timeline about how often we're going to get movies on Netflix from Spielberg or you know. Well,
2: I mean, it's not it's not just movies that he's directing. It's it's movies that he and his team are producing.
0: Sure, absolutely. Yeah. That's a great point. Um, so,
2: I mean, yeah, he's a part of the movie, but how much of it is Spielberg?
0: Right. We once he directs may not even come to Netflix. Yeah. Right. But the other thing is, and so full disclosure, I think I've mentioned before, Chelsea and I did a practice episode before we started the show, and I, we brought up Spielberg on that one. And one of the things I said was, you know, when was the last time Spielberg put out a real banger? Like, honestly, was it like Saving Private Ryan? I, and he's he's a put out. He doesn't put out bad movies, but like, what was the last Billboard movie that you were like, "This is amazing"? It's been uh, a while. I really
2: like Ready Player One. Really like it. It, it, it was fine. I read
0: the book. It's so
2: much fun. It was fine. I didn't see it in theaters. I watched it on whatever streaming service it, it's on. HBO, it's on HBO Max. It's a blast. It was so much fun. I, my I, kids I, liked it. Yeah, my kids are are. 10 and below they
0: loved it yeah it was fine catch I mean, me
1: if you can sorry to cut you off but at a different scale of a movie but i think that holds like a really soft spot in a lot of audiences that, that was
0: the next one i was going to bring up that was probably the best movie he made since saving private ryan but i know he's getting oscar noms for bridge of spies and stuff i, I don't know i saw ready player one it was fun I, I read the book and it's just very different from the book and yeah sometimes that's fine like jurassic park is very different from the book but it's amazing so yeah, but, but yeah, Ready Player One was fun. It was an entertaining movie, yeah, it's a, it's but a, it w- wasn't it, like a Spielberg movie. No, it's a it's a summer blockbuster. Yeah, and I mean,
2: kind of you kind of take it for what it is, and yeah. it's, it's big, bold.
0: Yeah, it's, it's fun. Yeah, we'll see what happens. And I wanted to transition that while we're talking about movies going to streaming. So, I've had circled for a while. Joel Cohen is directing a new version of Macbeth, starring Denzel Washington as Macbeth. Francis McDormand as Lady Macbeth and like Brendan Gleeson's in it. I like Shakespeare. I love Macbeth. I love Denzel. I'm so pumped for this, and I just found out it is getting a theatrical release. But they mentioned last month it's also going to Apple Plus. It's so annoying. I, I'm I'm so over all these streaming services. I'm putting I had to put my foot down somewhere. I'm not getting Apple Plus. I'm not doing it. Like I get enough entertainment with what I've got. So I'm gonna have to try to see this in theaters. But. We're 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 reaching this territory where it's just like it's just too much.
2: Those options, yeah. The fact that they're they're putting it as a, a theatrical release and on streaming, it's like they're giving they're giving you the options. You don't you don't have to you know pay the nine ninety nine or or whatever. Actually, I think it's like four ninety nine a month for Apple you know yeah. Apple TV. It's
1: I'm kind of curious about, and I'm not sure if either of you know, um, like. Some of these movies that get theatrical releases, but are produced by a or distributed by a streaming service. Do they ever end up online as a rental like you could rent through YouTube or something like that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least. geez, that's a good question. I don't think the the Netflix ones don't. But interesting enough, though, you can get like Netflix movies and shows on DVD sets. Okay. so there is that at least. Uh, like I've seen Stranger Things box sets and stuff at like mm-hmm. Target.
2: Yeah, absolutely, yeah.
0: But I feel like I've, you know, Chelsea. I'm I'm gonna take that back. That may not be the case actually.
1: I would I would just think what a shame it would be because I mean this Macbeth sounds like it, it's going to be a real banger with that cast and like if you can only see it by going to the theater or having an Apple TV or Apple Plus subscription. I don't I don't know. Seems a bit unfair to. But that's I guess Tim tim apple tim cook's you know master plan so to
0: be perfectly honest with you i don't even know anybody that has apple plus i don't have a single friend that's like yeah i have apple plus and i watch I
1: watch the morning show i heard this really good but (laughs) i guess
0: i'll never find out
2: i have a free i have a free subscription i've watched a couple little things my 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 girls like a show on there um but i don't watch yeah very often Tim Lasso is supposed to be really, really, like really, really good. The the show with... Um, yes. Steve Carell uh, and... Yeah, no, no, no. Steve Lasso
0: is with... Um, oh, oh. Jason... Ted, T- uh, Ted Lasso? Yeah. Yeah, that won a bunch of awards. It's supposed to be really good. Yeah. But I haven't watched it yet. Yeah.
1: I think that is like kind of their flagship from what everything I'm hearing because of it. It is getting nominated for so many things.
0: Yeah. Well, let's move to our next new story. Uh, James, you actually brought this to my attention, but the newly appointed head of the FTC uh, is... Probing the Amazon acquisition of MGM, good, good. Listen, boys and girls, monopolies are bad. (laughs) They're bad. And I know that we don't think about entertainment monopolies as being as bad. It is. You don't want three companies owning all of our entertainment. It's bad.
2: So what's the difference between this and what Disney did?
0: Oh, no! I would love the FTC to uh, probe Disney too. Please please break Disney up. I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Break them up.
1: Jeff yeah. Bezos is just a pretty easy target, I guess, at the
0: moment. Yeah. But
1: I can't even name, why can't I name the head of Disney right now? I don't know why I, that I name is not coming is to me. Well,
0: I, I, Jeff Bezos is a target right now, but it, the, the, it, it hasn't got the, so, okay. The buyout hasn't gone all the way through, and she just got appointed. Disney bought all this stuff, mm-hmm. you know, in the previous administration. They might look into it. I mean, I wonder if this this FTC head would have blocked the the Fox acquisition by Disney, which I was not a fan of when it happened, and I'm I, I still probably not a fan of it. I just
2: current C- CEO of uh, Disney is Bob Chappell, the former, the, the the one that we're most familiar with. We couldn't think of his name uh, Eisner. Yep. Mm. Yep. He, he
0: hasn't been there in a while, but yep. yeah. Anyway, any, any thoughts? Yeah,
2: no, it, I, it doesn't need to happen. No, I mean, you well said on like three companies, four companies do not need to have every single piece of media or just anything. It's like it, 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 it's not good. It's bad. bad I, business.
1: I already am, am seeing like um, there's a definite sheen to all of the content that Netflix puts out. I'm not saying it's bad or good. It just they're they're. I don't know there's like an inherent bias behind everything that these these services are going to put out. So as consumers, we do need to be aware of that and I think I think we can demand better. It sounds silly to talk about like media and saying I demand better, but I mean, what do most of us do with our time? We get home from work, we turn on the TV, we watch our favorite show or a movie and now all of those shows and movies are pretty much coming out through streaming services. So Absolutely. Well
0: said. If this does go through, I think, Chelsea, you and I were really happy to see that um, they were not going to get full access to the Bond movies. And the Broccoli family are still going to have total control over that, thank God. (laughs) So if this goes through, um, at least that's a bright twinkle in a pile of mess. So, All right. Well, we're going to take a short little break and we'll be right back with the top 10 action films of 1990 to ninety five. All right, here we go. Top 10 action films of 1990 to 1995. Now, interesting enough, we've done a top 10 show before, and we kind of laid out a format. James is actually kind of the primary architect of this top 10 game. Now, we did an adjusted version with Britney for a lot of different reasons, but... The way James intended it. So so a little background, James and I go to a lot of Portland Trailblazers games and we <laughs> we we tend to chit-chat. And so we started thinking of podcast ideas at the games. This was like 2019. Yeah. And we started to come up with this top 10 idea, but we were we were kind of chatting and then James kind of formed this idea. So I think it's a great idea, but James, if you want to kind of elaborate on what the differences are, like what you envision.
2: Yeah. So the original idea is get three people. You can use any topic, but with this movie, with with this podcast being, you know, solely about uh, cinema, basically you can pick a, a, a year, a decade, a uh, uh, actors, any, whatever the subject is. And each one of us will get to pick and nominate three films. There's going to be one person that gets to pick a fourth and that's be equal 10. When you nominate it, you're basically going to bat for these movies. Now, a movie that Spencer picks that I can't pick, I might love that movie and that might be my number one movie, but I just didn't get a chance to pick it. I'm not going to like go against it once, once it's time to rank. Um, I'll, I'll voice my opinion about it and I'll, I'll go to bat for it, but I'm kind of playing for my movies that I, that I got to nominate. And so that way it's like, if I nominate them, I have to, I have to speak as to why they should be, on this top 10 list
0: yeah so you you know your the movie you want in the top 10 gets in there but you didn't get to pick it and that's kind of annoying yeah you, know, yeah. you don't get to be the advocate for it really absolutely but also you're not
2: the champion for it
0: right but also like somebody picks one of your top three well you gotta adjust now like we both got lists and you might want to change your mind so it's it's going to be interesting how we do this um but yeah with britney we knew our picks ahead of time. We did, yeah, that was to prepare better and.
1: I think because a lot, it was a little more obscure, like with indie films. Like there was oh, a yeah. bigger chance of, of us maybe not seeing right. all of those. Whereas this is a wider breadth, breadth. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, of of uh, films to choose from that have been out for you know decades. Agree. Yeah. So. Yeah. I
2: mean, and I mean most of these films that will probably be on the list are going to be iconic action movies should be out iconic action movies that uh that was like we've all we've all seen at one time or another.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or know a right.
1: reference from or something. Right. Yeah.
0: And I, I had to watch a couple movies for the show with Brittany. So you're right. That was a big reason we did it. But this is going to be more fun. Cause I have no idea what these two want to pick and they don't know what I want to pick. No. And I think it's going to create a lot more fun discussion and banter. So so let's talk a little bit about so we're doing 1990 to 95. And James, you kind of suggested this time frame, and I thought it was a I thought it was a great time frame to pick. But but tell me kind of why you thought about that.
2: So being born in the mid eighties, um, ninety to ninety five, basically at that point I am starting at at ninety. I'm six years old. Spencer, we're the same age. I'm not sure.
1: I was born in nineteen
2: ninety. Oh so. okay. <laughs> okay okay. So a well, lot of
1: these movies I did not see so, when so they came out in for
2: me yeah. as a child, and I got to watch as the only child. I got to watch every movie that that came out our ratings it, it made no difference to my at my parents house i remember watching these movies growing up as a six-year-old seven year old eight-year-old and so like these movies are implanted in my head and this time frame really changed the action movie genre change from uh oiled up big strong muscle men from the 80s and it, and it's going towards a kind of every man um right and in the 90s where it's like You know, they'll be brought up, but you know the person looks like a guy down the street, but that 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 guy doesn't have that same movie in
0: 1985. Right. And that's something I want to talk about was the transition. Right? Because action movies in the 80s were absurd. Well, so you had action movies in the 70s. They're absurd, but they were incredible. (laughs) No. (laughs) Hold on. They were were incredible. Hold on. Let me finish. So you had the 70s, which had action movies and it was kind of a uh, hard nosed police officer. Oh yeah. But because everybody was on cocaine in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> as you said, we had to we had to put we had to put the uh the baby oil on everybody, mm. had to get the arm butter out, mm. you know. Uh everybody was on roids and it was ridiculous situations. Some of them were incredible. Like Predator is an American classic. <laughs> Predator yeah. is a masterpiece. There's, there's... Right? Cobra is not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Commando is <Allendary>. pretty fun.
0: <laughs> yes, but Commando's like. It's absurd. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like he, him, and Alyssa Milano are hand feeding a deer. (laughs) 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 He's shooting rockets.
2: Yeah, it's. But of course they're they're good in like like, not great movies, but it's but it's 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 good viewing. Entertaining. Yes, it's very entertaining. It's a lot of fun.
0: Right. Well, and then of course the big transition was Die Hard. The first Die Hard comes out, and it's like. Oh, this is great. And this is actually a quality movie. Yeah. And it's because some six foot four bodybuilder isn't just dodging bullets. I mean, it's like he had a, t- and then there were, that theme kept going, like you were talking about. And some of them weren't great. Like Roadhouse is my favorite bad movie to watch of all time. That movie is fucking terrible, <laughs> but it's so much fun. But it's just a guy, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. So, Chelsea, like growing up, tell me what was your relationship to maybe seeing these commercials for these movies rerunning and stuff like that?
1: Oh, I like that you bring up commercials because uh, uh, I think one of the movies I'm going to talk about, uh, I do have a vivid memory of the commercial, especially the uh, commercials that advertise the soundtrack for the movie. Because I do think a lot of, well, the 90s just felt like it was a really big soundtrack time as well i'm not sure if you absolutely. all think absolutely absolutely
2: mtv is M- mtv is uh is bigger than ever so music mm. and 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 film clashing and there's a yeah there, there's a movie that that it's paired well together yeah
1: mm-hmm. but i i mean going back and kind of like uh revisiting a, a lot of these films i'm i am seeing that they're with the, the leads of these action movies, um, it definitely was charting a new course and not a not afraid to show more like Everyman, which I I do really uh, I really liked and I really responded to. So um, yeah,
0: yeah. One thing I really like to talk about action movies, especially going from the eighties versus the nineties, is Henchmen. First of all, I love how the same actors were henchmen in every movie. <laughs> like I, I just saw have that face. Yeah, like one of the henchmen from The Mask with Jim Carrey. I think I saw him in like two different movies this past couple of weeks while I was prepping for this episode. It's typecast. Yeah, absolutely. But I also love in the '80s you had two types of henchmen. You had the crazy, wacky, weird ones that would be in like Schwarzenegger movies, but you also had like the weirdly intimidating guys that look like your high school math teacher. Like a car full of guys would get out and they're wearing like polos and corduroys and mm. they're balding and they have huge rim glasses on and they've got snub nose 38. So you're like, This is this is the the villain's top squad, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's talk a little bit about we we had a criteria for, for action movies. Mm. And Chelsea and I got together, like, how are we gonna categorize this the right way? So we first said when you Google a movie, it gives you two categories for that movie. Action has to be one of them. We were kind of rolling with that, and then we realized that wasn't the best option. Mm. Like there was one movie in particular, I think is probably on both mine and James's list that it's absolutely an action movie, and it just said sci-fi twice. Mm. Um, yeah, and
1: Google's then, not so good with the, that kind of movie trivia thing, I right? Noticed. Yeah.
0: And then, like, there were movies that I love. But I don't know that they're action movies. So perfect example. One of the ones that came up was Heat. Heat's one of my favorite movies. I don't consider it an action movie, as much as I do want to do Pacino lines on the on the podcast from that movie. But uh, uh, so we switched. We went to IMDb and we said action has to be one of the first two categories for the movie on IMDb. And I, I think we all three agreed yeah. that we had a much better much better selection.
1: Pick, uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: The only other rule we came up with and this was mostly me and i put my foot down about it was no steven seagal i want it on record steven seagal sucks he's he's not his movies are not good he's a horrible actor all of his line delivery is terrible he he always looks like he's trying to figure something out with his squinty eyes (laughs) what is with the ponytail i i just don't get i watched under siege to prep for this it's bad it's really really bad and i was rooting for tommy lee jones the whole time
2: It's because it's tommy lee jones of course you are
0: (laughs) So, any thoughts before we get started, everybody? No, nothing.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm ready for this. Oh, I think maybe uh, we should say about how whatever movie we mention when it's our first go around, the the first movie we say doesn't necessarily mean it's like the first in our ranking. Is that absolutely? What we were talking absolutely. About?
2: You, yeah. you have to use some kind of strategy mm-hmm. to these movies, and it's like, so yeah. So using strategy in your the picking of of your movies. I may I may pick a movie first that I know that's not going to get back around to me because I, I I know Spencer pretty well and I I might know some of his movies he may know some of mine so I might pick a movie before him knowing that he's going to pick at the next round and so you just you, you have to use some kind of strategy right. yeah you only have three picks yeah one of us is an F four
0: yeah well and yeah and and yeah strategy's all 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 what it's all about right like i i've got movies that on my list that i think should be in the top 10 but i don't know if i want to pick them over some of my higher up ones but i kind of th- like there's one i think you're going to pick chelsea mm. that i think should be in top 10 so i have I'm kind of like banking on you to pick it okay mm. right, i might be disappointed i'm kind of
1: glad i'm going last then That's well second to last yeah. as we'll find out why
0: so yeah we'll say we we pick the order before we recorded. the order's going to be James, and then me, and then Chelsea, and James got the fourth pick. Mm. So, nice. without further ado, let's get into it. James, what is the first movie in the top ten?
2: My first nominee <laughs> is 1995's Rumble in the Bronx.
0: Um, you. Oh, my God. What? You're, You're you don't like this movie? It's all right. It's incredible. <laughs>
2: it is so much fun. Okay, so this is this is Jackie Chan's mainstream, like a U.S. mainstream kind of like blockbuster. He had he had movies in in Hong Kong in the past. Prior to this, not as successful in the states, but this movie just makes him a mega star in yeah. the United States.
0: I think his big one in Japan or his big one in. Uh... Hong Kong was a super cop Correct. which is a badass movie. Yeah. yeah. Mm.
2: No, I mean he was making I mean he was making the you know same type of movies, you know, uh back uh back home, but this movie was really set it set it to to another level. Had a budget of seven million dollars, made seventy-six million dollars. Damn so much fun um watching it. It just made me laugh hysterically over and over and over again. Yes, some of it was ironic some of the unironic un- un- jackie chan is super 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 um just over the top fun
0: yeah i, I i've never seen the whole thing i've seen parts of it oh my. I, okay i've just i've I've seen most of it you know i've catch it on tv back in the day uh jackie chan's awesome yeah like, he's always good in movies he's, he's incredible I
1: just watched shanghai noon uh re <laughs> <re-watched> it um <laughs> nice. and he, he Yeah, I was like, Jackie Chan is like Charlie Chaplin in this movie. He is like, he acts, he's such a good comedic actor using his body and how he incorporates all of his uh, martial arts. I have a a lot of respect for him. I have not seen this movie, but um, I will seek it out now that you You know what's funny? I
0: I thought it might come up, but I I didn't watch it. I thought it could come up, but I was like, I I don't know if this is going to come up. So I I think it's on HBO Max.
2: Okay. Um the fight scenes stand up to today's fight choreo- fight choreography? There you go. Spinning that word out. Um it's I mean, he's doing all his own stunts. You see at the end credits. To his and, own detriment, many times. Yes. There is a there's a scene at, at the end credits where it shows him breaking his ankle. He I goes on. I love that he does that. That's he, like, in like in he Shanghai goes Nights on too. and like they show he wears like his boot to cover up the cast. To finish up filming, it's just a
0: blast. They they did that in Super Cop. They closed the credits, is all their mess ups. And it's not just Jackie Chan, it's it's the woman cop mm-hmm. and the other male cop. And I mean, they're like slamming their heads into poles. I mean, they're just they're getting hurt left and right, but they're really proud of it. So more power to you, I guess.
2: So a couple of things about this movie that's that's super funny. Like this made me laugh. First off, if you've ever seen the movie. Jackie Chan's character gives a young boy in a wheelchair a Sega Game Gear as a gift, <laughs> just like, "Hey, like here, here's a Sega Sega Game Gear." The Game Gear has no game in it, Your child <laughs> plays the Game Gear throughout the movie. I'm
3: look made. it up. Look it up. I'm another made. thing.
2: Another thing. Jackie Chan wears these this uh, this thing as underwear. Only only I I look for it online because it's so ridiculous. My wife Jessica, um, she laughed so hard when she saw this. It's it was described on Reddit. I saw a post about it on Reddit. Someone else was looking for it as a a wife beater romper. Um, it's essentially a singlet. He wears it as a he wears it as underwear. He like he's stretching in the movie and it's like a singlet, but it's underwear. And so he puts his pants on. It looks like a tank top, but it's a romper. It's a male romper as underwear. You can't find them anywhere. I would buy it if I had the chance. That's why it's my first nominee.
1: You should check Etsy. Maybe someone on Etsy's making those.
2: Gray man well, romper.
0: It's in. Nothing I can do about it. It's in the top 10. All right. So it's up to me now. My first pick. I have to pick it here because I'm afraid Chelsea's going to take it. And I'm so glad I get to pick it. It's Point Break. Point Break's amazing. Yeah. And like. It shouldn't be. <laughs> like, I remember like seeing commercials for it as a kid and going, I don't know if I want to watch that. What is this, surfing and FBI agents? It's, it, like, it's one of the few movies that like, I, I watch it on Blu-ray, and as soon as it ends, I'm like, I kind of just want to start it over and watch it again. At any given moment in my house, and you can ask Lacey, my girlfriend, this, I will just for no reason go...
3: I am an
0: FBI agent. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's the most absurd movie, but it's so gripping. You're watching it the whole time, and it's been copied to death. The
1: oh, fa- The agent- Fast and the Furious. Yeah, yeah. The federal agent has to
0: go undercover to get in with, you know, whatever this group's thing is. Swayze's amazing in it. Mm-hmm. Even saying ridiculous lines like, back off War Child. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, Swayze. You tell him. I like to imagine that he's Dalton from Roadhouse, but he, he did something real. He ripped another guy's throat out, and he's like, change his name. He's just surfing California. <laughs> and then Gary Busey, who, by the way, people forget, Gary Busey, before he lost his mind, was actually a really good actor, yeah, like an he's, Oscar nominator. He's nominated. great in this. He's great in Point mm-hmm. Utah, give me two. <laughs> it's so good. Chelsea, you you guys came over to watch Point Break with us one night, and because we're all like, of course we want to watch Point Break because it's amazing.
1: Yeah, there's there's a scene I definitely wanted to, to point out that I find to be like really. Uh, it just, I don't know, it's very, like, evocative, and it's when Keanu is chasing after Patrick Swayze, and he, you know, can't catch up to him, and he ends up, like, shooting his gun, like, straight up into the air in, like, frustration. That's and after
0: it, Swayze threw the dog at him. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> the
0: first time a pit bull has been used. As a as weapon. A, yeah.
1: And I weapon. think there are times when, you know, people want to, like, bag on Keanu Reeves and say he's not a good actor, but I think he has moments and in that moment i was so right there with him i was just like hell yeah i don't know i i that that scene i i uh that moment i i don't know why that's that moment is what so stands did. out the most from that movie for me i guess that and skydiving which is really quite something but
0: i you know i've never looked it up but i want to know how to so the, the last skydive scene seen where keanu jumps out without a parachute there's a wide shot where you see someone jumping out of a plane with no parachute on, I want to know how they really did it. I've never looked it up. So Keanu Reeves, not Keanu Reeves, Patrick
2: Swayze did 55
0: jumps. Yep, He, he could he, not stop. He was he, begging he, everyone yeah, to go with him. Like, he was like, make like, Busey go with him.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, he, uh, apparently he was like a natural and he picked us up. Like he did a lot of his own stunts. Um, he was just, he's a lunatic. Mm. Yeah.
0: So the, the first rendition of this was in 1986 and they were like trying to get, Ridley Scott was even tied to it at one mm. point. Here's some of the people they wanted to play Johnny Utah. Matthew Broderick, Johnny Depp, Val Kilmer, Charlie Sheen. James Cameron came into the fold somehow, but he didn't have time, but he was married to Catherine Catherine Bigelow. So that's how she got attached. And apparently James Cameron did some rewrites, but he he didn't take any credit for it. Hmm. So I thought that was pretty cool. But yeah, Point Break absolutely has to be on our list.
1: And I, I really, it took me a long time to finally see this movie. And then when I finally did, and I I knew that it was a woman, Catherine Miglow who directed it about this kind of like, you know, on the surface seeming very like machismo movie. I I think that she is bringing such a, a cool perspective with it being a story about men, for the most part. Shout out to Lori Petty. I do really love her in this movie, oh, she's too. So good. Um she's so good. She's so adorable. Um, but I think... There is like a an intimacy between the two leads in the film that I think like having a woman's touch behind the camera, I I really picked up on and that's my two cents on that.
0: Perfect. Well, that's my first pick. So Chelsea brings us to you. What's your first pick?
1: Okay. I'm just going to come out and say it, and I I hope you two don't shoot it down because I think it is kind of on the edge. But (laughs) well, you may. I I did double check, and it does pass the IMDb rule. It it is first listed as an action movie, Um, but I'm going to put the Fugitive um, in my.
0: That's absolutely an action movie. Okay, I really hovered over that one. I I, so I, I should say I meant to say my personal criteria. I really try to pick movies where the action was the forefront, right? So. I considered A Fugitive. That's one of the like two or three movies that I am viewed says action. I was just like, I don't think I can pull the trigger on that myself, but I don't blame you one bit for picking it.
1: Oh, good. Oh, because yeah. I, okay, so I just finally got to see this movie today. This is the movie I watched today. And I, it had always been on my list because I geek out over Oscars stuff. And I knew that Tommy Lee Jones won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor for it. So, and I went into the movie thinking he was going to be much more of like an antagonist than he he really is. Like, um, and I'm so glad that I really hadn't had that spoiled for me. I just think the story of, I'll get my, my all my character names in front of me. So Harrison Ford is Dr. Richard Kimball. You know, is falsely accused of murdering his wife. And then through a series of unfortunate events while he's being transported, you know, his, his bus falls off the road, gets hit by a train. It's just, you know, that one It is. It's incredible. It is. Yeah. It's very
2: uh, well, uh, something about well, once once he's out of the bus, rewatch that scene and watch him run away from the train from, from the train that uh not the train, the uh yeah, the train is like derailed oh, that going goes after of- him. He's shackled, yeah. and he's, like, wobbling. Yes. He looks fat. It's hilarious. It, it,
3: it, the
1: wobbling is great. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the, I laughed so hard watching him do that.
3: Oh, my gosh.
2: He
1: has a just... lot of kind of awkward lumbering. I sort oh, of it was yeah. like, is this how Harrison Ford just, just I don't know, is uh, it normally? Like, it, 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 is that how he runs? I guess so. I never really thought about it. But, um, I mean, he still looks... Awesome. I mean, there is a scene where he has to shoot himself in the butt because I guess a tetanus shot or whatever. I'm like, oh, your body's looking pretty good, Harrison Ford. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, I just, I really, I was so in on this. I really liked the dynamic between Do- Tommy Lee Jones as the, the marshal who's hunting him down and it i I really liked actually the whole team the whole like squad of marshals that work together um i i liked how they were always shot in kind of this like group setting and i loved their dialogue their tommy lee jones has some great like one-liners throughout the movies and probably one of my favorite moments is when he is shooting at harrison ford and harrison ford's foot gets stuck in the in the sliding doors and he's I, I feel like Tommy Lee Jones doesn't really want to kill him or get him you know catch him because he does sort of believe him that he didn't really murder his wife so I, Tommy Lee gives this look to him like come on like can you just move like move your foot because I don't want to kill you I don't want to shoot you but I have to uh, just all in all wonderful wonderful movie and I'm I'm glad you you, you do believe it passes the action movie it's an yeah. awesome movie of yeah.
0: course based off the the TV show which I don't think they ever concluded the tv show so the movie got yeah. to actually conclude the story yeah really good had a not great spinoff called us marshals yeah. well so
2: i'm glad you brought up the chemist, the, the 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 team that was one of my favorite parts about the movie is the tommy lee and his team their chemistry it felt so natural
0: it, does. it felt like with they joey were joey like, pants yeah, and, uh, yeah. It, was,
2: it was watching them interact with each other was like you 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 felt like they had been a team for eight years, mm-hmm. and this is their five hundredth case. And the, like he's just ordering people around, like do this, and they're just like, yeah, boss, on on it. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: great. He he's amazing in it, and I know that Oscar win is sort of controversial because of some of the people he was up against. But Tommy the Jones should have one a long time ago. But he's he's amazing. He's amazing in the movie, and I think maybe the only other person. I would put up against him in that category was Ray Fiennes for Schindler's List. And I know mm. everybody says Leo for Gilbert Grape, but uh, that, that, mm-hmm. whatever, he did a fine job. But those two performances were really amazing. But pe- people scoff at it, but then you go watch the movie and you're like, okay, that's why he won.
1: Yeah, I think he was doing some really cool, like, kind of subtle work that, uh, again, like, how I thought, I was like, oh, he's the villain because he's against Harrison Ford and we're all supposed to root for Harrison Ford, but he's, it's more complicated than that, and I, I really, I really, really, really dug that.
0: Yeah. Well, this is interesting. You guys both picked movies I was not expecting, Mm -hmm. so this is already getting interesting, so I'm getting a little worried, because I've got a list, and I think they mostly, most of them need to be in here, so. (laughs) Okay.
2: I'm going to make you pick. Some, 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 some of your heavy hitters. Some of your obscure movies are not gonna be picked.
3: Yeah.
0: I going to make you. I'm gonna make you lose. I'm gonna make you use your last pick on. You know what movie I'm gonna make you use it on. Uh, what's your second pick, James? My second pick is
2: also from 1995,
3: Desperado. Ooh. Oh, yes! Yes! Yes, <laughs> yes James!
2: Okay, so. Fuck <laughs> th- yeah! This is the movie. I had never seen before. I've seen. I was. We t- we chatted about this. I, I gave you like a fair warning. I'd seen scenes of it. I knew all about it. I'd heard all the stories. Love it. It was amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. Antonio Banderas is like the, the coolest, coolest motherfucker <laughs> alive. The, the coolest, sexiest man <laughs> of like cool. that time period. Yes. Oh. Oh my gosh. I. I had no expectations watching it. This I I'd heard it was a lot of fun.
0: It was a was a twelve out of ten.
1: It, a twelve it's, out of ten.
0: I've been watching that movie since I was a kid. I had it on VHS.
2: Bro, the sex scene it was oh, oh no,
0: Jesus Christ! That as a child watching dude, that. Oh. Sam Hayek, hats off to you. My God, but uh, dude, that movie is amazing. It's amazing. Like it is so much fun. Steve Buscemi. Yep. Amazing! The whole idea of the guitar case full of guns. God, the scene where he walks into the bar when they have Tarantino in the back and that fucking awesome music starts playing, and oh, he just clears the room out. And the way they choreographed way with the music and he shoot behind his back. Oh, love yes. that movie so much.
2: The 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 music Los
0: Lobos. Yes, did they the did. All, they're, yep. they're 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 his friends. Yeah, in the movie they play the opening song yep. with him, which is a badass song. Yep. And then they're the guys with the the rocket launcher um, guitar case. So ridiculous. It's, it's amazing. So ridiculous, but so cool. And
2: first off, how can they fit that many missiles into that <laughs> guitar case? <laughs> it's, it, was, it was like, I was like laughing. Just like, really? It, it's You had like four missiles.
0: So I'll never forget this. The first time I caught the movie, it was on like cable. And I was just watching. Oh, it, sorry. It, I, I
2: wrote it down. It had five missiles.
0: <laughs> five rockets. So. I was watching on cable with my mom. I think we caught it like halfway through, so we were watching. And I was like, we were talking about, well, what if if you had like the gun in the guitar case and you had like a hole where you could like put your hand into it? And so when his friend starts mowing people down with his machine, (laughs) my mom was like, oh, I guess you don't need to cut a hole in it. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen this movie, Chelsea?
1: You know, I thought I had, and then I'm thinking I saw Once Upon a Time in Mexico, which I think was a sequel, correct? So there's, it's a a trilogy. So Mm -hmm. the first
0: movie I've seen, it's called El Mariachi. Yep. Very, very low budget Mexican film. Like it looks like college kids put it together. There's no well-known actors in it, nothing. But it got, Robert Rodriguez got so much attention for it. They gave him a lot of money to make the sequel and he could get bigger actors and I think the one thing that bugs me is like, Tonya Banderas is amazing, and Sima Hayek's amazing, and the guy who plays Bucho is fine, but I was like, this guy. So they originally cast Raul Julia, yep, yep. who is an amazing actor. And of course, he played Gomez in the Adams Family, and he he died right before they yep. started filming. That was what I was about to say. That it that I, like that the thought of him taken role, to the, yeah yeah taking it to the next level, Chelsea
1: exactly. I do Korean. love the Adams Family.
0: Um, <laughs> they're underrated. Those Adam Family movies are underrated.
2: Danny Trejo, badass. With the oh, yes. One of his
0: first appearances. He doesn't have a line. Yeah, he's such a badass.
1: Yeah. How, who discovered, I, I guess, Ro- did Robert Rodriguez, Rodriguez discover him? Well, so
0: 95 was Heat and Desperado, and he was in both of those. Uh, so I think that was kind of the beginning of the Danny Trejo assance that we got. <laughs> uh, it's still going to this it's day. It's still going to this day. Uh, <laughs> have you all
1: seen Machete?
0: I haven't. I haven't. But uh, but you're right, Chelsea. So once upon a time, Mexico was the third one, and what an amazing cast! And man, that movie's not not very good. Uh, It's all right, but I was Desperado is so amazing, and you got Johnny Depp and Willem Dafoe, and it just was kind of a letdown. Mm -hmm. There was too much going on. I couldn't even. I don't even remember what the movie was about.
1: Yeah, I remember we we when Micah and I were watching it, we we had to like tune out a little bit, and. We wanted to like it so badly because especially like Micah is a huge mask of Zoro or like Zoro fan. And so he I don't I, I think he thought it would maybe be in a similar line, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah.
0: yeah. Don't know. Awesome pick, James. That was on my list for sure. Uh, I and I was it. wondering if I was gonna get to pick it or not. Oh man, I love I love that movie so much. I, fucking I, I I that, that's a movie
2: that I hate. I hate that I waited so long to watch it.
0: Yeah. Mm. It's amazing. I have it on Blu-ray. It's amazing. Uh all right, I'm trying to figure out what I want to do here. I've got an obvious pick I want to kind of want to make, but I feel like one of you guys might pick it. I've got kind of a wild card here. No, I'm going to save this for my third pick in case you guys don't pick it. So that means I'm going to take I'm taking Tombstone. Oh, nice! <gasps> oh, I'm taking Tombstone. I I was on the fence because it's it's a western, but it's listed as it's, action. It right.
1: is yes, because a lot I was of action up. scenes
0: in it. I mean, what do we got to say about Tombstone? The movie's amazing.
1: I wish I could have seen it in theaters. That's all I got to say. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Of course, famously, they say the rumor is the director was really screwing around and halfway through Kurt Russell just took over and really directed the movie. Sam Elliott stands by that, that that Kurt Russell made that movie. Kurt Russell's fantastic in it. Sam Elliott's fantastic in it. Val Kilmer, biggest Oscar travesty in the last 30 years that he wasn't even nominated. He's incredible. Oh, I was
1: crying. When he's on
0: scene, you can't take your eyes off him. No, he's that good. He's uh, uh, there's so many lines. Oh, yeah. I've just begun to defile myself. <laughs> so good. So Chelsea, I know this has been on your list. You must have just watched it. I did. I yeah, hear. we
1: just watched it this week. And so Micah and I go to bed pretty early these days. But that was one of the movies we broke our curfew for. So or our, our bedtime for because we were like, we we can't split this between two nights. We need we, we're we just going to see it through. And I I felt like it was a movie that just it kind of got better and better. Like it just ramps up. And I, I really, really, really like the Sam Elliott performance a lot. Um, it did take me a little while to like kind of warm up to what Kurt Russell was doing in the movie. But um, by the end, I was like, totally there for it. Always loved Val Kilmer. But yeah, can't get enough of those shots of like, all of just the whole the whole squad together with the Vista behind them, you know, just give me yeah. more, more of that. And Powers Booth. I, I mean, oh I'm a God. big dead person and yeah, it was really fun to, to see him. He in might be the second best, best performance in that
0: movie after Kilmer. Powers Booth is yeah. so good in that movie. James, a chubby
1: Billy Bob Thornton too. <laughs> I
0: was going to say, James, better Kurt Russell scene when he meets, uh, what's his face at the train station and says, tell him hell's coming with me or when he smacks billy bob thornton around and takes over his gambling job oh it's it's
2: it's 100 the 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 latter um he's like you're you're watching him and you're just like oh my gosh i feel so bad <laughs> I, feel so, I feel so bad for him but he just keeps going. he's like such a bully but he's it's a badass
0: guy yeah that scene. he's got a gun kurt russell doesn't and he completely intimidates him out of there it's oh it's so good
1: I also really I thought. Uh, sorry, this is your picks. So no, to no, shut please. up. But uh, one thing I'll say else that I've, I I really dug about the movie was how it was there. There were there were shots and moments that really felt like and like an old like western from maybe like the 50s or um, the 60s that I was watching. Very like it just harkened back. I don't know a lot. I don't have like a lot of western references, but like the John Wayne stuff that I do know. I just. Felt the way the camera moved and and just the pacing of the film. It just felt like it was a a real like testament to. or It yeah. was paying homage in a really good way. Well,
0: and that's the other thing because there wasn't really. I mean, you saw some westerns in the seventies, but I think by the eighties, I mean we had like the Lonesome Dove miniseries, which is excellent, but there weren't really any western movies. And then the early nineties, they were trying to kind of bring them back, and Tombstone's incredible, Unforgiven, like one best picture. But I've seen that movie a couple times.
1: I think Tombstone's a better movie yeah, than Unforgiven. maybe it's just me. I
0: don't. I don't get it. Unforgiven. Every it's time I a, watch that movie, I'm like, this movie is about nothing. <laughs> but Tombstone, yeah, could not pick it. Even though I was like, I don't know if I categorize this as an action movie first and foremost. It's just too good. No. Should we take a break? Sure. All right, we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll move on to Chelsea's number two pick. All right, Chelsea, what's your number two pick?
1: All right, my second pick. Is the 1995 film Batman Forever?
0: <laughs> this is the one I told you. I was like, she's going to pick
1: one. They were going to be like, what? And I, I will go. I will go to the mat for this movie. It. Okay, let me. I'll give a little backstory. So I was five when this movie came out, and this was the film that the commercials really got to me, and I. Wrote a letter to Santa and I said I wanted this movie for Christmas purely based off the commercials because my parents did not take me to see it in theaters and uh, Santa or my parents. They did get it for me, uh, so it was waiting for me under the Christmas tree, and I remember putting it on, and I was so like hooked. I think I just loved all the colors. It was very, and I was reading reviews about this movie, and that was brought up a lot is how bright and colorful and poppy the whole thing is, so definitely as a five-year-old got my attention. There is a scene when Nicole Kidman as Chase Meridian is naked in her bed with just her sheets covering her, and it's the wind is blowing through the windows. And I think at that point, my mom probably said, Maybe, maybe not a movie for a five year old to watch. <laughs> so it went away in the drawer. The VHS went away in the drawer, and then I probably picked it up a couple years later. But I just, I mean, I get, I don't know if you want me to spoil this, Spencer, but we are going to be potentially doing a an episode on Val Kilmer, a retrospective. I (laughs) think that's going to be our next episode. We picked
0: two Val Kilmer movies.
1: um, I just find him to be such a fascinating actor. I think he always gives it his all. And I feel like, you know, he, he brought it for Batman. I think he was a great Bruce Wayne. I, I, I was like, I love Christian Bale, but I don't know. I kind of wish I could have seen Val Kilmer in the in the um, uh, Christopher Nolan Batman movies. See what he could have done done with that. The the villains, you know, Tommy Lee Jones's Two Face. Some great cackle work that he's doing there. Back to
0: back, Tommy Lee Jones movies.
1: Yeah, I know that was that. I didn't intend for that to happen, but I guess he was riding high in the '90s, and then there was you know Men in Black later, but. um Jim Carrey is doing something uh, as the Riddler in this, but I, I, there, he did make me laugh, especially when he's in that little spandex outfit, and Joel Schumacher, I felt like was bringing. He is a gay man. I'm not sure if he was like really out when th- this movie came out but knowing that now and he did recently pass i think in the last year but knowing that now there's so much uh, like very homoerotic uh imagery in the film especially with the robin character I remember
0: I remember seeing interviews with him when they were hyping up Batman Forever he was very proud of the bat nipples i i mean dead serious he was so proud of that
1: Oh yeah, there's even I think a shot of the butt, like turning around yeah. in yeah. the butt, just yeah, like they this, do that again this... in
0: Batman and Robin. Uh,
1: <laughs> but I never felt like I needed to see Batman and Robin because I was like, I just loved Batman Forever so much; it was just perfect as it is. And I feel like I have gone on maybe too long about it, so I'm ready for you all to fight me if you don't like this pick. Um, but um...
0: you know, Chelsea? Well, okay. <laughs> So you both know, and I think I brought up in the show, I'm a, I'm a massive Batman fan. I was five years old when the 89 film came out, saw it in theaters, saw Batman Returns in theaters, watched them both incessantly. Uh, when Batman Forever came out, I was also a huge Jim Carrey fan, so definitely liked it more when I was younger. It's not bad. Val Kilmer is, he's, I think he's pretty good in the movie, He's not the problem with the movie.
1: I think he's very, very funny, like in a very subtle way. Yeah. and and they, um, I think we're trying to really play on the TV show and the kind of the campiness uh, of the TV show. Yes. That I think very, very over the top. I think Val Kilmer was clued zeroed in on that, and I feel like he understood the assignment.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, Joe Schumacher was definitely it's it, more so with Batman and Robin trying to to do the style of the '60s TV show. Batman Robin is one of the most hated movies of all time. That's not an exaggeration. Like That movie is... It should have never been made. It's an abomination. But Batman Forever is absolutely watchable. Jim Carrey is so over the top in the best possible way in that movie. Tommy Lee Jones is over the top in the best possible way. There's some cool scenes. I would not have put it in the top 10, but you have a personal connection to it. It's yeah, I I have no problem with the Batman movie being in the top ten here.
2: Uh, <laughs> I mean, you talked about like earlier on. You talked about um, music tying in with with uh, music tying in with with film. Kiss Kiss from a uh, Kiss from a Rose. Yes, C- massive hit. Yes, yeah. mega hit. And
0: honestly, amazing song. That whole soundtrack is pretty dope, man. Oh, like, we were
1: watching it. Mike is like, "This is a Flaming Lips song." Yeah, that's Flaming like playing. Lips. It, Offspring
0: is yeah. on there. There's a Method Man song on there. A U2 song, remember the uh, "Hold Me, Kiss Me, oh, yeah. Thrill Me, Kill Me." So I probably got that order wrong. I think it right? plays.
1: It's the first song that plays in the credits. I think. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that was a yeah. huge hit yeah. too. So that was on. That was mega, on MTV and that, and that, every day. That,
2: yeah, that mega hit. Also, um, uh, from you know, not really, not music, but this from this movie, the McDonald's cups.
0: Oh, you know, that's right. We, ha- I think, my family. I think have three every of them. family. You and, and, still have like yeah, all of them. Yeah,
2: I think every American family. Uh, had those glasses?
0: Actually, I think it was was it McDonald's or Taco Bell? Because Taco Bell's always had a a oh, no, to Batman.
2: No, no. no, it was. I think it was almost positive in McDonald's.
0: You might be right, but I know that for Batman and Robin, it was Taco Bell, and I think Batman Returns was Taco Bell too. Because Tim Burton was always like, "They didn't want me to make anymore because I make penguins spit up green stuff, and you can't <laughs> sell toys at Taco Bell yeah. that way."
1: I I th- I feel like it. Brought something new to from it it you know broke off from what Tim Burton did with the first two films and and went for something different and then uh, you know essentially brought us Batman and Robin which everyone hates on and I mean you know that gives people something to live for to hate on movies so <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah I, I will say one thing that the Batman Forever Batman is truer to what Batman really is. You know everybody complained about Ben Affleck's Batman killing people. Have you gone back and watched those Michael Keaton ones cuz he is like mercilessly killing people <laughs> through those movies. And Val Kilmer does it. he only kind of tricks Two-Face mm. into you kind of killing himself but he doesn't <laughs> with all those coins. Yeah, he air. doesn't kill anybody. So, yeah, I don't know. Like there's some cool scenes. Val Kilmer's good. I, I, the bat nipples and the making Gotham look like Las Vegas always threw me off but it's not a terrible choice chelsea you got a, you got no, a personal reason it. for yeah, it
2: yeah i mean i i mean as a as, as a kid i definitely liked it a lot more growing up you know standards of batman got a little bit better and a little bit better and yeah. a little bit better so it's kind of grew out of favor a little bit
1: what do you guys think though do you would you have liked to have seen val kilmer at that age like play play bruce wayne with christopher nolan directing him
0: if if Val Kilmer the age he was in the 90s mm-hmm. um he's such a good actor I think he could have pulled it off yeah it's a good question I mean if if Nolan is directing him in a certain way I think he could pull it off I I, I would it have been as good as Bale I have no idea and I'm not I'm not as high on Bale as I, I love Bale's Batman but I'm not as high in as other people are but yeah that's a good question all right, James, what's your number three? Make it a good one. Hmm. Choices, choices. Um, Do the next Karate Kid starring Hilary Swank. Mm-hmm. Pick it, you coward. <laughs> oh, man.
2: I am going to pick 1995's Die Hard with a Vengeance.
1: <gasps> I'm so happy you picked I this. So. And I, I'm glad I, I didn't say I thought somebody it, was yeah. going to
2: pick it. Um. Were you gonna pick it, Chelsea? Uh,
1: yes, but I'm happy what it frees up for. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
2: perfect. Good, yeah. <laughs> so this movie, this nonstop, just adrenaline fueled fun. Samuel Jackson, he steals the show. I Jeremy agree. Irons, uh, a, a a younger Jeremy Irons is uh is so menacing in his in his role um, as 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 the the villain and uh, the brother to uh, Hans Gruber the movie is just, I think it's just way ahead of its time as far as like action movies. And it's like, it's, 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 that's taking action movies like where they're, where it's going to, it's, it's basically a modern day action movie. I mean, it, that, that movie could come out now and it has not aged a single bit.
0: Watched it last night. I wasn't going to watch it because I'd seen it a bunch, but I was like, I'm just going to, I'm going to watch it. Uh, It's still great. And you know, it has the vibe, the music and the vibe because McTiernan directed it. Mm-hmm. He directed the first Die Hard yeah. and Predator. Samuel Jackson coming off Pulp fiction well mm-hmm. Bruce Willis and Samuel Jackson yeah. coming off Pulp fiction uh, there's even a little a moment where uh when they first get in the cab and get to the first stop, Bruce Willis says a line from the song he's singing in the car in Pulp fiction I was <laughs> like that they did that on purpose <laughs> movie is awesome. Uh, I do think the end drags a little bit I, and I remember like when they're on the boat I was kind of saying to myself, have I ever seen the end of this movie? I feel like I always get a little bored yeah. here. Uh, and then I saw the end. I was like, I have seen this, but it starts to drag a yeah. little bit when they get on the boat. Yeah, yeah.
2: I would. Yeah, I would. I'd agree with you. But, but how the, cool is
1: it that someone gets decapitated when they are like, we gets like know, cut in half. Yeah. Oh, cut in half. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah with, yeah.
2: with the wire. Yes, yeah. with the oh, wire. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's gruesome. The first, you know, three quarters of the movie is just adrenaline. Just it's amazing. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, of course. I think, James, you probably know this, but famously, the script was just called Simon Says. Mm hmm. And had nothing to do with John McClane. And then through a series of events, they were like, well, let's just make this a diehard movie. And then we'll make Simon Hans Gruber's brother. And it just, I feel like they make choices probably like, get choices like that probably get made more often than we think. Yeah. And they don't always work out. And, oh man, this worked out. Yeah,
2: absolutely. One, one thing that um, hasn't, when I watching it recently, one thing that hasn't changed is the race dynamic between... Samuel L. Jackson, you know, like you know, mm. Black America, White America, and like Samuel L. Jackson
0: is just—he's he, a little—he's a little militant. He's, yes. he's apprehensive to trust a white man. Yes,
2: absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, you know, Bruce Willis character having to go to Harlem wearing wearing the <laughs> sign, and like whenever Zeus sees the sign, he's like, "You're gonna get yourself killed." And Bruce Willis looks looks so afraid, but he has to do what he has to do. And this is the entire time that they're interacting before. They kind of like like get this bond together. Samuel Jackson's character, like Zeus, he he doesn't trust Bruce Willis. Like he's like, you know, goddamn, you got me in this situation, and he, you know, it's 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 a really really really, really weird
1: at And I like the switch because I think in there is a maybe this this he he's he's not trusting Samuel Zeus is not trusting the John McClane character in the beginning, and I love that scene. The Har, the Harlem scene is. Really, like, pitch-perfect, like, action cinema. Yeah. I I love how it's shot and everything. But what I like about their character's dynamic as the movie goes on is that, like, there's almost becomes a switch where I feel like Samuel L. Jackson's character, Zeus, is becoming a little bit more tolerant and is you know teaching I feel like John McClane sometimes when he slips up or you know says something that may be a little prejudiced or stereo like you know may may jump to uh somewhat racist or prejudiced comment I found that the the Zeus character like I saw this like this change I don't know but I don't know if either of you noticed that too but I I felt like uh, it was kind of interesting to see the the they they kind of had this this flow back and forth where mm. one person would say something they would be corrected by the other Absolutely, yeah. and vice versa yeah, well, but so. they had great chemistry I really I really like Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson's chemistry
0: definitely agree I'm I'm sure probably a little bit came from they were just in a, well I guess they didn't have any scenes together really in Pulp Fiction but uh, one thing I love about it is you know in the first two movies it's always fish out of water so New York cop in L A you know New York cop in the airport. So, you always hear about, ah, it's this New York cop. What is he? Yeah. And now you get to see him in New York. Yeah. And you see his boss yelling at him. Yeah. Uh, I also love how you have to pay attention because they do callbacks, right? So, like he says to the guy, you're still using your badge number for the lottery tickets. And then he notices mm-hmm. the terrorists mm-hmm. wearing, well, ter- I don't know if they were terrorists, but oh, yeah. one of the bad guys, one of the henchmen wearing his buddies. And then he brings up lottery tickets. And the science guy sh- uses the paperclip. To combine the two things, the two substances from the bomb, to make it explosive, and then later on, Bruce Willis does the same thing to uh, mm-hmm. blow Samuel yes. Jackson's handcuffs off. I, I love that they like you had to pay attention to pick up stuff like that.
1: And shout out to um, Jeremy Irons' periwinkle tank top. That <laughs> in the, in the movie. I love how specific she was. Um, Not blue,
0: periwinkle. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh he's D- Jeremy Irons of course, all-time great actor. He's yeah. Made a great villain. Maybe his second best villain other than Scar from Lion King. I mean what's what's
2: what's so great about this movie is he's such he's such like a small, thin man, but he's he's so menacing and he like he is this you know that like what he said or you you feel like by watching it that what he says, I mean, he's going to follow through and his intentions are not going to change whatsoever for being such a scary man he'd look at him and be like oh no no
0: yeah
1: his voice yeah. I think does so much for him in- and yeah
0: yeah good pick it needed to go on I think it probably needed to be on the list all right here's my number three I was hoping when you guys would pick it you might be ready to pick it but I, I, I have to, I have to do it it has to be on the list uh, otherwise I don't know what we're gonna do it's speed
1: oh yeah yeah
0: were you about to pick it? I, I
1: would, yes. But this is great. I can, okay, good. I hope, yeah. I hope you're
0: going to pick. I, I was guessing there was a movie you were going to pick. I hope this frees it up for that. Yeah, Speed's awesome. I just watched it again for the first time a few weeks ago. I've seen it a million times. And, like, I'm not looking at my phone. I'm just totally gripped. I know what's going to happen. I'm still on my couch going, Oh, it's going to tip over! <laughs> what an awesome movie. And, yeah, I, 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 it's not lost to me. I picked two Ke- Keanu movies. Who would have thought after the 80s that he would be this like awesome yeah. action star and you still need to watch the john wick movies i can't believe I that was passed you by so far yeah dennis hopper all-time great actor amazing villain jeff bridges is awesome i mean not jeff yeah. bridges jeff daniels yes. jeff daniels is awesome mm. in the movie and we got introduced to sandy bullock and oh my god she's she's uh, amazing she's amazing she she's so, so adorable cute. yeah I, like i said that many times you see it you're always gripping your seat there's so many cool moments, so many cool little things. You just don't want, there's no boring parts. No. Like when he figures out where the camera is, when they get to the airport, the circle, you know, when, when Cameron from uh, Ferris Bueller is, you know, <laughs> saying his, you know, all this dumb tourist stuff. Like, oh, I, yeah. I, I just came from the airport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speed's awesome. The movie,
2: uh, the movie is fast, but in a good way. Like, it's, just, it's constantly moving on, moving on, moving on, but you're just, you're totally engaged the entire time. And it ends, and you're just like, oh, wow. I'm not ready for that. Let's watch, let's, let's watch it again.
1: And the brief moments you have with the little characters throughout the movie really, like, have a strong impact. Like, I'm thinking of the guy uh, who has the convertible that they have to use to kind of, like, go <laughs> after the, like... It, I, yeah, he really stood out to me. And I feel like, what, what was it? Less than five minutes he was on screen. So, um, I, I... They it was written and directed in a a very mindful way. I think for you to also get it like a little snapshot of all the people on the bus as well to kind of empathize, care, care about them.
0: Yeah. And I love when the the guy pulls a gun and Keanu's like, I don't care about your crime. (laughs) (laughs) There's some good, there's some good Keanu lines. Sandra Bullock hits the, the, the baby buggy with, and oh. He's like, it's cans. <laughs> <laughs> it's cans. Um, so early, early people they were thinking about Stephen Baldwin. <laughs> no, thank you. Tom Cruise, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Tom Hanks. No, no Whoa. thank you. Wesley Snipes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not as good as Cruise. Woody Harrelson, I could kind of see that too, but not. I don't know. Not as good. What as about Cruise.
1: Woody as the villain?
0: I definitely see that, but not as good as Hopper, man. Yeah. They they offered Sandra Bullock's role to Halle Berry. She turned it down, and then their next pick was Ellen because they were going to be like, "Oh, she should be comedy, you know, comic relief." That would have been awful. Sandra like, Bullock was perfect. I,
1: I did not yeah. know that.
2: That's yeah. That's, yeah. That's
0: that's bad yeah
1: but i would like holly berry too in that role i think she have either of you seen the flintstones live action movie yeah it's been a long time she's really sexy in the movie i i i I, yeah i feel like that came out around sort of the same time but yeah yeah. it did
0: um yeah speed had to go on i was afraid chelsea wasn't gonna pick it i i it had it had to be on the list i
2: i i would have picked it um uh, not with your
0: last pick you wouldn't have
2: oh yeah one more yeah that's right Mm Peyton, my oldest daughter, watched this movie with me. Oh. She, um, she 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 liked it a lot. She busted out laughing whenever Keanu called. Um, There's a passenger on the bus. His name is Ortiz.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> he, calls him,
2: he he calls him Gigantor. <laughs> but my ten year old daughter just busts out laughing. She's like, did he just call him Gigantor? I'm like, I
0: don't I don't know. But she just thought that was the funniest thing in the world. Oh God. Had to go on. Speed. Chelsea, you got one more pick? Please. I almost want to write it on the paper and hold it up. I'm, I'm hoping you pick this movie so bad.
1: Well, are you, so Heat is not allowed on our list? Heat, or, or,
0: not by the IMDb. Action yeah. was not one of the categories. I
1: thought it did say action. Okay. All right. Well, if Heat... N- 1995 is getting a lot of love on this list. And uh my my pick is Goldeneye. Yeah. <laughs> 007 Pierce Brosnan. I think it kind of has to be there. You got to, you know, pay respect to the Pierce Brosnan James Bond. And I mean there's still so much more to love about this movie, you know, besides Pierce Brosnan. There's you have Sean Bean, who, you know, always has to die in a movie and everything he does. Uh, There's Alan Cumming, who, with the clicking of the pen, I just rewatched that scene on YouTube today. It's, gosh, you want to smack him, and he's just, but he's perfect. I mean, I'm married to someone who is a huge James Bond fan, and, like, through osmosis, it, it definitely has affected me and I can see what there is so much to love about it and I I feel like this movie is like a real cult uh, cultural like touchstone and I know it like inspired a great video game which I have never played but I've heard people say great things about it
0: hasn't aged well but it, it, at the time it was the greatest game of all time it was the yeah. yeah pretty
1: revolutionary <laughs> And you know Pierce Brosnan, I guess probably for you two as well, you probably see him as like being your 007, right? Like I, I don't know, Timothy Dalton. Did he do anything for?
0: Well, I'd say I'm probably a much bigger Bond fan than James.
2: I was I was about to get to that point. I I'm not a big Bond fan, but so I didn't watch any any of the uh, the, the uh, Timothy Dalton Bond movies. I've heard you know mixed things about him, mostly not good. This was my like first like foray of Bond. When I think of, when, I, when I think of Bond, it's it's uh, it's, it's Pierce. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely watched the Connery and Roger Moore movies as a kid. I'm I, I don't I'm not a big fan of Roger the Roger Moore ones, which is ironic because he made the most. Mm-hmm. They just were a little silly. But so Pierce Brosnan, they wanted him to be. Bond in the 80s but he was on Remington Steel yeah. and they had a contractual thing where he couldn't be in a tux on anything else so stupid which is why they got Dalton and they plan on shooting a third movie with Dalton but the contract or the um, the planning and the talks of what the next movie is going to be took too long and his contract ran out and so they were finally able to get Bron- bronze and to me I mean he's not my favorite Bond but he looks like what you oh, would yeah. imagine James mm-hmm. Bond be. he's so good-looking dark hair you know Unfortunately his other three movies were two of them were, were okay and the last one's horrible but Goldeneye is probably in my top 3 favorite Bond movies. It's awesome. It's really exciting. You, like you said the, the supporting cast is is really great. There's betrayal like yeah. you know you get a scene in the past at the beginning and I, that was one I was like banking on you to pick because you and Mike are such big Bond people. It I think it has to go on the top 10.
1: Yeah, I think it ushered in kind of a a new, um, maybe like a new respect for the franchise because sadly, I mean, Roger Moore seems like a lovely man. And I actually heard that he was um, physically abused by his wife and he, you know, it just took it. And uh, I'm like, that made me be like, oh my goodness, what a good, I don't know. Just made me love him even more, thinking like you went through so much. But he was a a type of bond, not for everyone. And then Timothy Dalton, I don't think a lot of people think about him. And then Pierce I- I've Brogan, seen the yeah. Timothy
0: Dalton ones. Uh, the The Living Daylights is it's okay. License to Kill's solid. I I, I just think that they were. I think they're a little ahead of their time. They were trying to be because the '80s action movies were so gritty and violent. They were trying to do that with Bond. And I just don't think people were ready for it. Now Daniel Craig's movies are gritty and violent, and yeah. they're they're amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say two of his movies easily are in the top three. Timothy Dalton was perfectly fine, James Bond. It oh, just,
1: yes, yeah. I think it was just a bad timing yeah. thing or something. License
0: to Kill says a very young Benicio Del Toro is a henchman. He's, like, really good. Um, License to Kill, like, I would recommend License to Kill, Living Daylights, if you want to. Yeah.
2: I uh, I watched this movie for the first time in a long time, last week and i enjoyed it, it to me it kind of dragged a little bit it does kinda, um and th- the action scenes were phenomenal phenomenal but then just it would get slow it does and when kinda, they're driving
0: in the convertible yeah on the island it's kind of like okay where are we going <laughs> uh,
2: yeah it was it was cool it was, it was it was really really cool and that was my first um uh i i remember when I was, you know, probably ten years old watching this movie. That was my first Bond movie I ever saw.
1: Yeah.
0: Awesome. Great pick, Chelsea. James, we got one pick left. You have to pick it. You have to. It has to, like you have to pick it. You have no choice. I don't have
2: to do anything, but I will. Nineteen ninety one, Terminator Two. Goddamn! Oh, I'm so
1: happy. Okay, we're all in the same wavelength oh, yeah. here. I was like, if this doesn't make this the list, I'm It's <laughs> a perfect movie. It's a
2: masterpiece. It's, it's a it's masterpiece. A, it's an action movie master masterpiece.
0: Um,
2: no, by no, James- no, 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 no.
0: It's not an action movie masterpiece. It's just a masterpiece. You're not wrong. Um
2: Directed by James Cameron, Arnold at at his peak. He is peak Arnold. The coolest thing going.
0: It's his best movie. Yep.
2: Um Veteran Predator. Better than Predator. Yeah. Linda Hamilton as a Sarah Connor is, she is um, fucking awesome, amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, Edward Furlong, they pulled him out of nowhere. Yeah, I remember, I remember when I was a kid, I was like, uh, like watching this movie, I was like, I want to be Edward Furlong. <laughs> like he, I thought he was so cool, and it's like, uh, maybe not so much now. Um, you know, he's he's had a troubled life, but anyways. Um, and then uh, uh Robert Patrick was um, as a, the T one thousand. Yes, he
0: was not their first choice,
2: right? um i cannot remember okay I so i tried to find that i couldn't find yeah. anything yeah i don't i don't know about that but anyways the movie to start the start to finish is Perfect. just amazing the the special effects so ahead of their time so ahead mm. of time the the score of the movie um iconic the dun 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 yes i mean they and obviously they bring it back they 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 use it in the first Terminator movie, but it's they, synthesized. Yeah, no, it's synthesized, but they, you know, they they kind of nineties it up a little bit. Yeah. But it's iconic. It's you know just big and powerful, um, and like you know when when when, it, when anytime you hear that beat, just dun 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 dun. Yeah, Terminator. Yeah. yeah, you got it. You you know it. It doesn't get any better than this as an action movie.
0: Yeah, no, it's perfect. And like, it's kind of long, and you don't care. No, absolutely not. You just want to keep going, like. Dude, when we were kids, like this was it was the biggest thing in the entire world. We had action figures, uh, you know. You saw now the one thing they screwed up was spoiling the twist at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, so dumb. Especially when the teaser trailer was just the teaser trailer for Terminator Two was just the robot skeleton getting its skin put on, and it's Arnold, and he's got the red eye, and it's like Terminator Two just leave it. Just leave it right there. But in the trailer, they spoiled that this time he's the good guy. Whereas if you just watch the movie, you don't know until the scene in the mall. You're like fit 20 minutes into the movie before you know it's not that way. And that was just really dropping the ball.
1: I, I would agree because I think that was one of my favorite twists of watching T2 was seeing that. I was like, oh, Arnold... Arnold's the good guy in this? I like, all right. I like this Terminator. So, gosh, that would have really sucked to have gone in already knowing and that having that spoiled.
0: It's funny because it's kind of like with Alien and Aliens, right? So Alien is a scary movie, and then Aliens is like a badass action yeah. movie. I went back and watched the first Terminator not too long ago, and I was, like, shocked at how scary, terrifying. It's
1: horrific, yeah.
0: And then the second one is just just. Maybe the greatest action movie of all time. Absolutely, just so many great scenes. The him getting frozen, shooting him, but him melting because they're by the molten steel. And-
2: A scene that I can watch over and over again. Whenever the um, uh, John Connor is leaving the mall, he jumps on the the uh, dirt bike and he's getting chased by the T one thousand. T one thousand gets in the uh, the tractor trailer. Like the, like the, like, gets in the truck, the the truck jumps off of the little, into the LA River. Yeah, into the LA River and just chasing him. Arnold jumps down there on on his, on his Harley and he has a sawed off shotgun and he's like reloading it. And every kid who had a toy gun tried to reload their toy guns the same way. It was the coolest thing and it's still the coolest thing to this day. Never seen anyone like reload a gun like that before.
0: It was the coolest. And, and by the way, James Cameron, don't, don't make any more. <laughs> you should have stopped after the second one. <laughs> Please no more. I like
2: Salvation. I like Salvation.
0: I like Salvation, I like Salvation. Right. but that's also to me that's not a sequel. That's like you yeah. know that story we keep telling you about? Well, here it is. Yeah. It's it's definitely underrated. All the other ones are just Which just... one
1: had Christian Bale in it? That's Salvation. Salvation. That's Salvation.
0: That's oh. Salvation. I saw it in theaters and it was I mean it was kind of gripping. Like yeah. you never really could catch your
1: breath. That's yeah. the one that what don't you fucking understand came from? <laughs> that was the movie that he had the meltdown on. on yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 He was so in it.
2: Bringing up a earlier point. Once again, music and movies, um, guns and roses, guns and roses tying in with this movie. I mean, the, the, the music video is tying in with the movie. You could be mine. Uh, that, I mean, that, the, the album, uh, use your illusion came out, like basically tied at the hip with Terminator two. Awesome song. I know Switcher doesn't like Guns N' Roses. Oh, I like, I'm, I'm okay you're, on it. I'm not as big as fan as I am. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan, but the, I, that, I like that N' Roses. Like that, the song is awesome. It's paired with an awesome movie. It, they just, it's just, it's just peak, it's peak 90s.
0: Yeah. Um, funny story. So, um, the device Edward Furlong uses to hack into the oh, yeah, ATM. What, what? I don't know what it is, but my brother-in-law has one because he just, he collects technology. That's what he does. He's got crazy obscure Japanese video games and stuff. He went to a convention where Edward Furlong was signing stuff, and he got to line and he asked Edward. For, he had the thing, and he asked Edward Furlong to sign it. Edward Furlong was like, "Holy shit! Like <laughs> I had not seen this thing since 1990." And he signed it. He still has it. Uh, that's it's, incredible. So it had to go. One more scene
2: that that's that's absolutely gripping. Whenever they break in to uh, Dyson's house. Oh you know? yeah, and like, like like like, and Hamilton's holding. The family hostage, Jesus Christ, she's mm-hmm. so intense. She's great, so intense. She's that and, and that that scene, you know, and and Arnold cutting his c- c-
0: cutting his arm seems excessive. And... Yeah, show, yeah, show show me your robot. I got this. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh my God, it looks incredible, but it's so scary and so just gripping. Oh, the movie
0: man. is perfect. It could not be any better. If you've never seen Terminator Two. Get your, your fucking lie. life together! <laughs>
2: like if you've ever seen it. You're a liar. Everyone's seen this movie. It's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah.
0: Chelsea, any more thoughts on Terminator 2?
1: Uh, just that. Had you all heard about how Edward Fur- Furlong? Yep. Yep. H- how his voice, since he was going through puberty, his voice changed while they were filming oh, uh, yeah. the movie, so he had to ADR most of his lines after. I didn't know that. Didn't well, know yeah, that. he was definitely
2: like I. I heard that, and in and, and him also just growing, he was going through puberty. Yeah. Yeah. So had to
1: work around puberty him. problems. Mm.
0: All right, there's our list. Now, before we start ranking, I just wanted to do a little bit of, um, just some honorable mentions. So, so right off the bat, one person whose name didn't come up, Van Dam, and I just wanted to bring up Van Dam because he comes in in the late '80s. He's got some badass movies, like Bloodsport is ridiculous, but it's amazing. Fun. And and James, we do honorable mentions. You did a way deeper dive than Chelsea and I, so definitely, if there's movies you want to bring yeah. up, just touch on his early 90s movies just not not really i mean no. we both like really like lionheart but we weren't going to put that in no, top no. 10 no no that,
2: that I, I that is that is pu- i mean as growing up you know i was in martial arts my entire life like i love i love van damme but his choices um and his uh his movies in in the early 90s are really lacking and um the action genre is just kind of passing him by at that point
0: so someone else so Arnold still very prevalent early '90s. You know, we we brought up one of his movies, but we could have brought up Total Recall. We could have brought up True Lies. Mm. Like still all there. Where was Stallone? I was about like, to
1: say, yeah, uh, no love for Sly.
0: Yeah, he just made a lot of bad choices. Like Cliffhanger would be the only one that's like close, but I I I would disagree. Like I could. Judge a... <laughs> No, No. Uh, Demolition Man. Demolition Man, yeah. So Demolition Man is is a, is a fun movie. Yeah. Cliffhanger. So Cliffhanger, I watched Cliffhanger, and it actually starts pretty good. That iconic opening scene is still really well done, yeah. but man, it's it's not a good movie. No. As the further it goes along, the dialogue is horrendous. John Lithgow plays a great villain with this unnecessary British accent that just ruins <laughs> it. A, 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 he does have a great line. I love at the end when they're finally fighting. Which, by the way, like Stallone is jacked in this movie from like. Rock climbing and like somehow struggling fighting John Lithgow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, John Lithgow is pretty tall. Yeah, John <laughs> Lithgow says
0: he has this great line. He says, We had a deal. Now we just have each other. Like well, they're fighting. But yeah, Stallone, man, he just lost his mojo in the early 90s, I guess. So yeah, there's wow. a there's a, a there's a stupid,
2: uh, stupid death sequence in during that movie. Uh Stallone is fighting Leon in uh <laughs> um, and he. So there's no bullets bitch oh yeah no bullets bitch that's that that's a line he says <laughs> to the uh to, to the uh the female lead and then he uh leon is like throwing like jump knees and like kicks like during like they're fighting in this cave and then stallone military presses him up to a stalactite like, yeah <laughs> it's like this is so ridiculous like what is going on Go ahead, Chelsea.
1: Oh, I just, when you mentioned Leon, it reminded me of a movie that I wanted to bring up as an honorable mention, but I can't say a lot about because I didn't get around to re-watching it. I saw it so many years ago, but I was like, oh, Leon the Professional, I would have liked to have.
0: So that was one I want to talk about that. That is an incredible movie. I actually just rewatched it with Lacey like a couple weeks ago. I just... Im- my personal opinion, I can't categorize it as an action movie. The forefront of that movie is his relationship with Natalie Portman, yep. but I would not have balked at either one of you picking it because it fit our criteria. I just, as good of a movie as it is, I couldn't pick it for what I consider to be an action. Movie. There wasn't enough action in it that, for me. Yeah,
1: that's I. It's see, the movie is so fuzzy in my memory, but I remember liking it so much. And then I rewatched some clips and stuff, but I probably just watched the more action heavy. Clips. Um, it's a primo so, movie. Yeah, primo movie. But I lo- I do love the Fifth Element, and I was I was hoping that that movie had come out in ninety five, but it, it did not. So I was like, oh, it came out afterwards. But uh, Luke Basson, the same director, same director. I yeah. I I do want to give a shout out to him. Yeah. So um,
0: I did want to say two animated movies. Uh, I I had a hunch that James or I might have picked Batman: Mask of the Phantasm, that's which a, that's
2: definitely in my honorable mentions.
0: Might be the best Batman movie ever made. <laughs> yeah. I've really never good. seen
1: it. Do you think it's on HBO? Cause yes, they have all it those. Is, it is on it HBO. Is, it is on okay. HBO.
0: Yeah. It's, it is such a good movie. Like you gotta watch it. I was also going to bring up, uh, ghosts in the shell. So I'm not an anime fan. I'm just not. I never have been. I don't get an anime, but if you care about movies at all, there's two anime films you need to see. One is of course, Akira, uh, from the eighties and then ghosts in the shell. Both of them, the animation is just so ahead of the game. The animation in both those movies looks better than anything that comes out today. Uh, with very deep themes, particularly Ghost in the Shell, deep themes of like identity and things like that. With some awesome action scenes, and then I also want to bring up there's a Japanese animated Street Fighter movie from the nineties that if you played the old video games, like go watch it. It is badass.
2: You're telling me it's better than the uh, the live action Street Fighter? No. <laughs> 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 um,
0: I wanted to just make sure. Any other ones I might
2: bring up? Uh... Um, for me, a movie that I really wanted to nominate, and I just I, I was running out of picks. Falling down.
1: Oh, okay. I couldn't <sighs> make that an action. That movie. was
2: that's one hundred percent action. He is going. So that movie just a like a just a. That movie is is so interesting to watch because you start off the movie rooting for this guy. At least I was. Like you're watching. Like he's yeah. him stuck in traffic. Everything's going really, really shitty for him, and he's getting out of all these situations. He's kind of blowing up on people, and by the end, you're just like, "Man, like, you're a fucking lunatic!" And he, obviously, he has. A, he's having a lot, a lot of issues. But man, that movie is
0: incredible. Yeah, it's
1: another Joel Schumacher yep. movie. Yep. The yep. same director of Battle Um,
0: Forever. couple more. I don't want to go into them, but nobody picked Bad Boys.
1: No way. That came out. In yeah, a,
0: yeah. Yeah. Why does fucking I would, Google
1: failing I don't know if, me?
0: Yeah. Uh Crimson Tide was, was listed as action. That's a great movie, but it's not it's a military movie.
2: Yeah, it's a military movie. Um, I mean yeah, yeah, I wouldn't categorize I mean it's it's listed as an action, but
0: it's yeah, not an action. and then also Natural Born Killers, which cool movie, but I, I don't think it's an action movie.
1: True romance came up as an action movie when I was looking, but I wouldn't have classified no. that movie no. as action. I don't think
0: it was on IMDb, so Okay. All right, so we got to rank this now. Uh, I'm going to mediate and also give my opinion. Hmm. Hopefully, we can get through this. Batman Forever forever.
1: can't be the last one. That's all I have to say. I'm
0: just going to tell you Batman Forever and Rumble in the Bronx are are hovering 10 for me. Bruh. Uh, Who's your 10? Batman Forever. Who's your 10?
1: probably rumble in the bronx but i haven't seen it so i feel a little i I, uh but no i i do believe batman forever cannot be ranked last it was the highest grossing film of 1995
0: but i i gotta say rumble the bronx both me and chelsea have not seen the whole thing and it's probably a badass uh, kung fu movie but batman forever is like a huge movie so i i don't know i'd I'd rather watch batman forever than rumble the bronx Uh, no absolutely not (laughs) I wouldn't have put either one of these movies in the top. 10, oh, so. you're, you're crazy. So I'm the I'm the objective person here.
2: If I'm outvoted, I'm outvoted. But I uh, I uh, respectfully
0: disagree. Okay, I appreciate your uh, civil candor. <laughs> All right, Rumble of the Bronx and then Batman Forever. Oh,
1: okay, man,
2: that's that's yeah.
1: So you're gonna you're
2: gonna you're, you're you're both gonna rewatch or 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 not rewatch, watch Rumble of the Bronx and be like, oh wow, this movie's awesome. And there's no way it's number
0: 10. I told you not to get cute, James. You got cute. And he picked Rumble the Bronx.
2: Cute! <laughs> Jackie Chan! We're in a romper! Kicking <laughs> <Get> ass! <laughs> he, okay, so he 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 is, like, kicking ass in the romper. He jumps outside, drunning on cars. Like, you're like, what are you doing, Jackie Chan?
0: Oh okay, we gotta move on. Um, oh, man. Uh...
1: Can you list the rest of the movies just yes. really fast for me? Yes.
0: So Point Break, Desperado, Tombstone, Die Hard Three, Fugitive Speed, Goldeneye, T Two. So I think Die Hard Three and F- No, no, no. Fugitive or Goldeneye. I'm probably gonna put Goldeneye next.
1: Because I like Goldeneye, but I think Fugitive is a much better movie and should yeah. be ranked higher than Goldeneye, yeah.
2: But but it but just don't think of it as a better movie. Think of it as a better
1: action, action movie. movie. I think that I train think, scene. No, I mean, like the, the,
0: the, the, the actually, I think Fugitive should go ahead of Die Hard three, though. Oh, no. And the action movie rankings. <sighs> I don't know. Die Hard three just gets it, it kind of just it kind of dies at the end of the movie.
2: OK, but for 80 percent of the movie, it's.
0: Yeah, I know. But action with with Harrison Ford. I mean, all those scenes where he's like running. I mean, that's all action. They don't have to be guns going off or they'd be action. What is this for running? Okay, well then, who do you who are you putting after Batman Forever? I
2: would I would either go Goldeneye or The Fugitive. I'm kind of undecided on yeah. on on the order of those two.
0: Sorry, we're dunking on your movies I, here, Charles. No, 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 I just, had, this I, is your I, chance to like. I make like. The case. I like. I.
2: I, I, I really cannot, like the fugitive. I
1: have to say you I really can't. Like
2: the fugitive, but
1: okay, but for based on an action movie, no, I you can't put The Fugitive that. That low on the list, I agree. in my it's opinion. It's a good movie. Yeah, I, I, you can, I, I do think, I, I think the logic of any time he's running, oh. that's action. <laughs> so action stays consistent throughout, and I do think it's better. It's, I think it should go higher than Die Hard with Avengers. I'm well. telling you right now,
0: for me, I think it's Goldeneye, Die Hard three, and then Fugitive. You, stupid,
2: stupid <laughs> man.
1: <laughs> it has more Oscars. <laughs> It has one but, more. But that, but, Oscar. That's,
2: but that doesn't make it a good action movie, though. Remember, action movie rankings. Well, but here's the thing:
0: is it an action movie? Fugitive.
1: I would rewatch the Fugitive. They're all action movies. I, I, would, yes. it's A yeah. much more rewatchable movie, in my opinion. I mean, I, I mean, than... I'm not saying it,
2: it needs to have more explosions and 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 uh, obviously.
0: I understand the argument you're trying to make. I'm just saying they're all action movies, and Fugitive is a better all-around oh, movie. Yes,
2: absolutely. That also, yeah, so I can't I can't argue with that. I just think I would I would just argue that Die Hard Three is just a better action movie. You no know one,
1: James, I'm realizing something. Spencer's kind of putting our picks in the lower rankings. He's a bully. <laughs>
0: All right, we gotta pick some next. I, I say it's goldeneye.
1: This is after Batman Forever.
2: This would be for number eight. I would say I would say Goldeneye, but I'm I'm also just not a big James Bond fan.
1: I'm okay with Goldeneye being in that position, but I will not I I I think the Fugitive has to be higher on the list than Die Hard. I'm with you
0: for for Die Hard 3 going next. We can also go Okay, so so,
2: uh, go so, we, so okay, so I would for for the next for the next pick, I would probably nominate Tombstone.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Awesome movie, but, but I, 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 just, I I just I just I don't know. I'm 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 trying to put action in the forefront
0: a little okay, bit. Okay,
2: okay. That's yeah, fair. I mean, I mean that's
0: that's fair. That's fair. Tombstone is incredible. Yeah, but you know, you know what kills Tombstone is an action movie—the goddamn love story. It's <laughs> Which Too sucks. much of it. Yeah, it's too much. I mu- hate all the right. love story. I'll I put Tombstone say. after. I'll I'll put Tombstone after Goldmine. Okay. All right. Coming around. All right. That's fair. I mean, like I said, I was on the fence about that one because I think it's more of a western than action, but, it had, it, but, had, but I had to pick. Yeah. It.
1: There's I mean, some but, great gunslinger. But, guns like
0: but
2: Just because I mean, just because it's a it's a western, you know, air
0: quotes. Like, yeah. does not mean
2: it's not an action movie?
0: So, yeah, okay. So, I, after Tombstone, I'd say Dire 3 and then Fugitive. I mean, I'm going to get outvoted, but sure.
1: I, I like the look of that because I kind of feel like Tombstone and the Fugitive are a little more aligned. For some reason in my mind, they they're just depth. like, they have more yeah. depth. Oh, yeah. Although, we did tackle race relations in Dire 3. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do, I maybe just cuz I'm so stoked on The Fugitive cuz I just saw it for the first time today, but I was really blown away and I loved it. So, and but I also I really did like Die Hard with Vengeance, but I just think in terms of rewatchability and what was a better paced action movie, I think The Fugitive is better.
0: That's see, that's my thing. I think front to back Fugitive is a better movie. I just think Die Hard kind of dies at the end of the movie. Yeah. I
2: I I mean, I can't argue with that. I mean, I and I nominated. I mean, it, it it does get a little dragged on towards the end.
0: Okay. So sounds like we're all there. Okay, here's our last four. And and to be perfectly frank, I think these are the four best movies on the list. So point break, desperado, speed, and terminator two. So let's just let's let's Desperado let, is four. Let's not get cute here. Terminator two is our number one. You don't know that. <laughs> Don't get ahead of yourself. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. So, you want Desperado at four? But...
1: Uh, I,
0: I, I, I don't know.
1: I didn't see the movie, and I, I actually d- think that's unfair of me I to love say, Desperado, so. and I agree
0: with you. It's cool as shit. It's not better than Point Break, Speed, or Terminator 2. I would,
2: as far as action movies go, I want to say it's it's a, it's a better action movie than Point Break. What? What? I want to say action movie than Point Break.
0: Point Break but, is nothing but action. They're jumping out of planes. <laughs> <laughs> what is
2: Antonio Banderas doing?
0: Being super a, sexy, being a smoke show.
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no! I mean, they're all four amazing movies.
0: I'd put Desperado ahead of Speed before I would Point Break. No way, Speed is Speed is nonstop. I, I think okay, so speed we say, should
1: go ahead of Point Break. So
0: we're saying Speed and Terminator Two are our top two movies. They are for me. Okay. I'm going to set those aside. Okay, Speed and Terminator 2. So now we have Point Break and Desperado. and We're trying to figure out how to...
1: I think I have to stay out of this fight.
0: You got to give me a reason. Guitars that are guns. Guitars that are missile launchers. So Uniqueness, is that your case? Okay. Well, but Point Break's unique. Point, Point Break got copied a million times. Like, it got ripped off. I'm think- close on them. I love both those them. They're, they're both great. I, yeah...
2: I can't
1: for uh, again, I feel bad. I have not seen Desperado, but I think in terms of how like if we look at it, that Point Break inspired the Fast and the Furious franchise, which is now like our our most probably successful modern day action movie franchise. I think Point Break deserves to be ranked a bit higher than
2: I I, I can't I can't I can't argue with I can't argue with that. And I mean, I I get it. I mean, I can't argue against it, but. Kay. It's
0: pointless. So now we have Speed and T2. Are we making Speed 2 and Terminator 2 number one? Speed 2? <laughs> no, not Cruise Control. <laughs> cruise control. <laughs> are we placing Speed at the second slot and placing Terminator 2 at one? I mean, are we really going to discuss this?
1: I think Terminator 2, based the scale of it, everything about it, 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 it is a number one spot. Terminator I mean. 2 is like
0: one of the top five movies of the 90s. It's also like one of the greatest sequels of all time. Yeah.
1: However, if we look at staying power of the stars of the films, I mean, Keanu Reeves is still making action movies that are really successful with the John Wick franchise. Arnold's is...
2: It's like 70.
0: What, what you're saying is true. Terminator 2 is a better movie. Than yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I
1: just had to say, I yeah. Nah.
0: So are we happy with that? So here, here's the list. I'm going to rehash it. And if we have any discrepancies, tell me now. Rumble in the Bronx, Batman Forever, Golden Eye, Tombstone, Die Hard Three, Fugitive, Desperado, Point Break, Speed, and Terminator Two. You're
2: gonna go back and watch Rumble in the Bronx, and you're gonna you're gonna feel disgusted. Well,
1: in our next episode, we'll have watched it by then, and we'll issue a formal apology. There you go to you. Does that
2: does that does <laughs> that does that satisfy? Yeah, I you? challenge
0: you. Okay.
2: Rumble in the Bronx. So
0: there's our list. Coming in at number ten, Rumble in the Bronx. Number nine, Batman Forever. Number eight, Goldeneye. Number seven, Tombstone. Number six, Die Hard three. Number five, The Fugitive. Number four, Desperado. Number three, Point Break. Number two, Speed. And number one, The Masterpiece Terminator two. I'm happy with the list. Yeah,
2: a lot of I good movies. A lot of good, a lot of good movies got left off.
0: Yeah, we said some of them. So, yeah. all right. Well, that leads us to our recommendations. Uh, Chelsea, why don't you go first?
1: Oh, okay. I just watched this movie for the first time last night. It is Beavis and Butthead do America. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, my gosh.
2: <laughs>
1: I'm going to give it a two. I uh, it, it it really made me laugh. And I went in with very little context. Like I did not watch the show. I mean, I know like, like, cool. Like I know some of those references and I know like what the characters look like and everything. But I just love Mike Judge. And this was great to see this after kind of binging through some King of the Hill over the last year. There's also like the Hank Hill character – well, the voice he used for Hank Hill is used in a different character in this film, which I was very delighted by. I also love that Bruce Willis and Demi Moore, who were married at the time, play the criminal couple in the film. And um, I I didn't know – I was like, their voice sounds so familiar, but I had to look it up and then I saw it and I was like, I'm so tickled by this. But uh, also, I wrote his name down because I didn't want to forget Robert Stack. I recognized his voice. He plays like the FBI agent who's on the case following Beavis and Button as they're doing America. And I was like, this voice. Oh, he he narrated Unsolved Mysteries, which mm-hmm. I loved growing up. So just so many things to be delighted by in this movie I, um, I mean, I'm not going to say rush out and watch it, but it is on Amazon Primes. Sorry not to promote Jeff Bezos, but, it, <laughs> uh, you know, put it on, especially on like these kind of hot summer nights, just sort of, you're feeling kind of loopy and weird, uh, take an edible or drink a beer and just enjoy it. That, that's what I got to say.
0: Thank you, Chelsea. That was, that was quite a recommendation. Uh, James, what is your recommendation? Um, so a movie I
2: watched recently um, that I really enjoyed much more than I thought I was going to um, just recently came out. It's on Netflix, Army of the Dead. Kind of keeping with the action uh, genre, directed by Zack Snyder, has Dave Batista in all of his muscle glory. Zombie film set in Las Vegas. Um, these zombies are evolved. They're evolving. Just a zombie shoot 'em up movie. There's not a whole lot to it. I would probably say, as far as a number rating, I'd say a 2. Get around to it whenever you can.
0: All right. Thank you for that. Uh, So I'm also going to kind of stay in the action vibe, and uh, I'm going to do To Live and Die in L.A. I had to hunt this movie down. It's not streaming anywhere. You can't rent it. I had to to buy a used DVD on eBay for like $5. Uh, It's directed by William Freakin, who obviously – made two of the greatest films of all time in the 70s with The Exorcist and French Connection. And then they kind of just let him do whatever he wanted in the rest of the 70s and the early 80s. He made Cruisin'. And so this is what he made right after Cruisin', I believe. It's a pretty cool movie where um, you got a Secret Service agent who uh, his partner is killed by Willem Dafoe, who's the villain, and he's counterfeiting money. And it's kind of a movie about obsession with revenge. And because he he's, he's like starting to break the rules trying to get back at this villain in uh, typical William Freakin style it is one of the best car chase scenes I have ever seen in my life it is so well done I'm not even sure how they pulled it off but a pretty good movie hardcore 80's soundtrack that hasn't aged very well but really cool ending uh, that reminded me a lot of like The Departed uh, so if you I'm going to give it a 2 because it's pretty good but it's going to be hard to find to live and die in LA definitely uh, check it out so that's the end of this episode James really appreciate you coming and doing this with us it was it's a lot nice of fun you.
2: thank you thank you for inviting me
0: um, as uh, Chelsea said I think our next episode we'll be doing really soon is going to be a retrospective on Val Kilmer uh, and then we've got the next couple of episodes I think planned out so we should have some new content for you soon so thank you for listening for the Marquee Spotlight I am Spencer Bailey
1: I'm Chelsea Burnett
0: we'll be back Thank you for listening. The Marquee Spotlight is recorded in Portland, Oregon. Music composed and produced by Josh Colopy and cover art created by Taylor Engel. Check us out on Twitter for updates regarding new episodes and listen to episodes anywhere podcasts are found.